The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads. You've got the H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on those dirt trails and kick up some mud. Or the third-row seating gets your whole family in to experience the thrill together. The dual wireless charging pads make sure that no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead cell phone. Think about those adventurous activities you can do, like me taking a ski trip up with the family, maybe going on a camping expedition, anything and everything. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. An absolute bombshell. Jay Wright, one of the greatest coaches in college basketball history, has retired, 60 years old, 21 seasons at Villanova, two national championships. It happens practically out of nowhere. What's the story behind it? Why is Wright doing this now? GP and I got a whole lot to say, and we've got details for you to know. Emergency episode number two of Wednesday, April 20th starts now. Hey there, it's Gary Parrish. It's still Wednesday, April 20th, 2022. Bruh. What a day! Welcome back to the CBS Sports Eye on College Basketball Podcast, where we sometimes discuss camel fighting, dodo birds, leaky black, and sometimes we do it multiple times per day. Matt Norlander is here with me. If you're watching live on YouTube, smash that like button like you're Brandon Davies. You know the deal by now. Dead leg. Big day in the sport. Got even bigger. Naismith Memorial Hall of Fame coach Jay Wright has officially announced his retirement. After 21 seasons at Villanova, he'll reportedly uh, be replaced by former assistant, current Fordham coach, Kyle Neptune. So let's start with the obvious question people are asking. What exactly does this mean for the future of Fordham basketball? I knew you'd go there, man. We're going to leave with Fordham? Leave with the Rams? We'll get, we'll, 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 we'll start with Fordham. We'll get a word from our sponsors. Hopefully it'll be that. New Showtime series, and then uh, and then we'll get to Villanova. No, serious question, yeah. uh, why? Why is Jay Wright, in a sport where men routinely coach into their 70s, retiring at the age of 60 after a trip to the Final Four and with a preseason top 20 team set to return? We really just covered a Final Four where two Hall of Fame coaches coached the last game, and nobody knew about it. I don't even know if in his heart of hearts Jay Wright really, really knew that he was done. But he was getting close there. So, all right, let me let me take you a walk through. Oh my, since we last podcasted, I won't get too into the behind the scenes details on this stuff because I can't. Uh, but there's a few things I guess I can share. So we podcasted, and then I got a call. I got a call from someone who I just couldn't believe they were calling and telling me this. They're like, "You might want to check in. I want to check in on Jay Wright right now." So whatever. Then that was uh, an afternoon, and I came to learn. Mm. Let me guess who it was that called you. You can't. You will not be able to guess. Oh, you can guess. You can guess every name on the right. You won't be able to guess it. I guarantee you won't be able to guess the name. Okay, first guess. Yeah. Ryan Archidiakono. Son of a bee. Who I think just got engaged. I think he just got engaged. Second guess. Ryan Archidiakono's fiance. There we go. You're getting. 
you're getting closer. <laughs> so uh, you can obviously see if you're watching on YouTube, do smash the like button. Uh, you can see Jay Wright. He just before we went live here on Wednesday night, he publicly announced his retirement, uh, uh, confirming what was I reported and everyone else. So anyway, um, here's what I was told. Okay. Middle of the season, Jay Wright starts considering that this is going to be he, privately. He's like, is this 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 might actually be my last hurrah? But very, very few people know that this is going to be the, the case. Then I'm told by the time we get to mid-March within the program, and you got to realize, and Villanova fans do realize this, media people listening, coaches listening, they realize this. Villanova is considered like Fort Knox in that stuff just doesn't really leak from there. <laughs> Like they're, oh, they're, tell it to Ryan Archidiakono's fiance. That's right. Um, and you know, Villanova for as amazing of a program it is, is that like they get it. Like the players, um, they're good interviews, but they're not going to give up. They're just you know, they're you know, they're robotic in nature sometimes. And I say this belovingly, but that's just the reputation of Jay Wright has built an amazing culture. But within that, you know, the walls are up. So uh, by mid March, I was told today you know, within the, not the players, the active players did not know this. A um, couple of people in the Villanova family started to get the sense that maybe Jay was considering that this was actually going to be it. And then season ends. Um, I was told if you really go back and watch after Villanova won the elite eight game, it wasn't just Justin Moore's injury. You can see Jay was emotional afterward in a way that he seldom is. And so he might've been pretty much all the way there. Certainly there with his, with his wife at that point, Patty, they had gotten to a place, I think, where they were pretty comfortable thinking that this was going to be it. Now, the season ends, and I don't have the date for you, but he does tell his assistants, right? He tells his assistants, and they get informed of this. He could have told them in the middle of the tournament, for all I know. I don't have that exact information. But he tells his AD, he tells the school president, and then there's a period for a couple of weeks here where they sources tell me they go to Jay and they say, listen, we don't want you to stop being our coach, which is obviously they, they respect the decision, but it's Jay friggin' right. He's 60. You just made a final four. Please don't stop being our coach. And so there's a little bit of back and forth, try and get him to change his mind. Um, and then a process develops where there are two clear candidates for the job. George Halkovaji, who's the lead assistant on staff now, and Kyle Neptune, who's at Fordham, former assistant at Villanova, he is going to be the next head coach. He winds up getting the gig. They went through their process. There we go. So the players still don't know. Players did not know until shortly after 8 p.m. on Wednesday night. It hasn't, As we were recording this podcast, it has not even been two hours since the players and everyone else in the program was actually told by Jay Wright, I am going to retire. Kyle Neptune is going to be your next coach. Oh, by the way, Villanova's end-of-season team banquet is Thursday night. I am told by one source that this was not necessarily the plan of how this was all supposed to go down. In fact, things just started to rumble a little too much in the past 24 hours where it was like for a few former players, maybe even a guy or two that's in the NBA, started to really know the deal. And some conversation outside the walls of that facility started to kind of get out. Jay Wright was trying to get this message across to the players that were being recruited to come into the come into the program. And he accurately sensed that this might actually wind up breaking in a way where he would not be in a position to be able to meet with his team in a quick fashion and tell them the news. 
So he called a team meeting. And at that point, I was told by a source, there's an impromptu meeting that's going to happen here. And who's to say? Like, Jay Wright maintains the option. For all we know, Jay Wright wakes up Wednesday morning thinking he's going to retire, but then has a conversation with Patty, his wife, and it's like, you know what? I'm Jay Wright, damn it. I'm going to go one more year. So there was there was always that possibility until he literally told it to the people in the program. And then uh, and then, you know, here we are. It got uh, it was reported that he was seriously considering retirement, which was true at the time. And now he is actually retired. He is done. He is leaving behind a massive legacy. This is humongous. Um, it is stunning news for sure. Um, but credit to Jay Wright for keeping it quiet as long as he did. Obviously, a, a private decision. I think that he, I personally believe that he arrived at this decision a number of weeks ago, and it was just a matter of finding internal closure and then making sure every single box, GP, every single box that he needed to have checked, leaving the program and the standing that he wanted to leave it to, was indeed checked. That's exactly what happened. Um, I got plenty more thoughts, but I'm going to shut up and let you talk now. Well, first, some bullet point things on Jay Wright, just so people understand. Um, how accomplished this man was in the sport he's now walking away from, um, relatively speaking, at a very young age. Uh, this is a sport where people routinely coach into their 70s now. And I think most people thought that Jay probably would, certainly would have the opportunity. And yet he walks away at the age of 60 with his program still operating at the tip top of the sport. This isn't a situation where, um, he lost focus and the program slipped or anything like that. Um, he's just walking away for reasons. Um, he has explained to some degree uh, in a statement release, but for other reasons, I think we can accurately and appropriately uh, discuss momentarily. Two national titles, 2016, 2018, four final fours, most recent one being, you know, earlier this month, 10 conference titles, Seven conference tournament titles. He's the Naismith Memorial Hall of Famer. Two-time Naismith National Coach of the Year. Six-time Big East Coach of the Year. Two-time America East Coach of the Year. AP Coach of the Decade for the 2010s. In the past nine seasons, seven Big East regular season titles. Six of them outright. And in the two years he didn't win it, at least a share of it, he finished second. And in that stretch... Also, five Big East tournament titles. He's won 20 NCAA tournament games since 2016. That's more than any other you know, coach, more than any other program. Um, this is an all-time great. I heard you say that on CBS Sports HQ, and he undeniably is. And one of the points I made on HQ is that there's a lot of guys who have accomplished a lot of stuff in this sport. They're not all respected by their colleagues. They're not all liked by their colleagues. But I can genuinely tell you, I don't think I've ever had a coach, even privately to, privately to me, say something negative about Jay Wright. Mm -hmm. And I went and looked this up just to confirm it uh, because I, I thought it was right. But you know how my memory gets sometimes. Uh, last offseason, we did our Candy Coaches series. And we asked more than 100 coaches who should replace Duke's Mike Krzyzewski as the most prominent face and voice of college basketball when Coach K walks away, which, oh, by the way, was just a few weeks ago. 
First place with 38% of the vote was Jay Wright. Nobody else got more than 20% of the vote. And as it turns out, on literally the same night, in the same building, Jay Wright coached his final game, same way Mike Krzyzewski coached his final game. And just a few weeks after Coach K officially retired, Jay Wright also retires. And yes, I'm surprised by it. Shocked even. If you would have asked me to predict 50 things that might happen this offseason on the day after the national championship game, Jay Wright retiring, um, it would not have been on that list. But when you sit back and think about it, I, I kind of get it. Um, he's a husband, he's a father, and he's someone who has been grinding for a long time. Um, I do think it's worth pointing out that he didn't really have a off season last season. You know, he was with USA basketball. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of went from one season to the next to the next. It just like with very little off time. And I, I don't think any of these men have publicly acknowledged. I just am fed up or, or, or beat down yeah. with the direction of the sport I don't Mm -hmm. think Roy ever said it. I don't think Mike ever said it. And Jay certainly hasn't said it today. I had sources tell me it's burnout. Yeah. Not that the only reason, but a significant part of the, I'll get more to that, but yes, burnout is part of this. Yes, absolutely. I, 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 you will never convince me that it's a coincidence that three all time greats all retire within 13 months of each other, because that is what just happened. And 13 months, very short uh, with the within 13 months of each other very shortly after the sport changed in some significant ways one time transfer waiver becomes a thing uh name image and likeness rights become a thing uh being a high major college basketball coach has always been demanding but it's never been this demanding and it's never been this difficult now to be clear all of these men who coach at the high, highest level they get paid a, a, an incredible amount of money to to work really hard, to have a demanding job. But that doesn't mean it's not a demanding job. I don't want to say it's 365 days a year now, but it's something close to that. I've always thought it was interesting to contrast it to life as an NBA head coach. You realize when your season's over as an NBA head coach, with few exceptions, you can disappear for weeks, and it just doesn't really matter. You've got a front office handling your – um, personnel decisions. You've got a front office working out draft prospects. They might want your input. They might not. But like you can really have some downtime. And oh, even during the season, you can really have some downtime. I remember talking to Brad Stevens in his first year as coach of the Boston Celtics. And the Celtics came through Memphis and played the Grizzlies. I went to the game and I talked to Brad and I was like, so how, you know, how, how you enjoying it? He said, well, the losing's killing me. Like, you know, because, you know, it was a total rebuild. He lost a lot initially. He said, I've never lost this much. It's driving me crazy. He said, but man, all I do is watch film, coach my team. He's like, game's over. I go straight home. I don't have to spend an hour with a recruit and his family. I don't have to text message 10 people. You know, you really do just coach your team and watch film. And, and that's the job. And you contrast it with what being a college head coach is. I mean, during the season, it's constant 
recruiting, Zoom meetings, hosting recruits, text messaging, phone calls. As soon as the season's over or even before it's even over these days, you got to re-recruit your roster. Um, the idea that you could ever look at a young person anymore and say, you know, I'm looking forward to coaching you for four years is just crazy because the likelihood of that happening isn't good. Um, you know, you got to re-recruit your players. You got to recruit new players. Um, you don't know what you're building toward because uh, rosters are changing in many cases drastically every single season. Now, Villanova was – um, you know, less susceptible to this than than most for a variety of reasons, but still it can it the whole thing can become exhausting. And uh, you know, again, just in the past 13 months, we watched Roy Williams say, I don't want to do this anymore. Mike Shishesky say, I don't want to do this anymore. The Louisville coach quit and said, I don't want to do this anymore. The Maryland coach quit and said, I don't want to do this anymore. Um it is a harder job than it's ever been. And for some guys, it's just not that much fun anymore. And if you've made so much money that you can actually walk away and just enjoy your life, I think for a lot of guys, it's very sensible. There's a another group of guys at the other end of the spectrum who just need to be in the gym. They just got to coach. They love it. They need it. They can't imagine doing anything else. I imagine that's Jim Beheim, or it certainly appears to be. He's outlasting everyone. It's unbelievable. And it but, really is. But for some of these guys, like if I've got enough money to enjoy my life and I don't feel like dealing with all of this stuff I have to deal with, why don't I just enjoy my life? And I guess Jay could have stuck around for another five or seven years and tried to win a third national title or even a fourth national. But at what point do you go? I've done it. I've got two titles, four final fours. I've been a national coach of the year. I'm in the Hall of Fame. You know, you only spend so many years on this earth. I don't want to do any more years of Zoom calls with 16-year-olds, of phone calls with parents. I want to spend time with my wife, spend time with my children, and not live that life anymore, or at least live a slowed-down life um, relative to the life I've been living. I, I get it. Um, I'm surprised by it. But I get it. And it doesn't mean, by the way, because every you want to you keep you're going on 10 minutes here. You want to keep going? Yep. All right. uh, it doesn't mean that um, he'll never coach again. I know he doesn't think he'll ever coach again. I don't think he coaches again. I I, I, I I agree with you. I'm just saying I've heard a lot of people say he's done for good. And I'm like, eh, it's a long list of people, actors, <laughs> musicians, coaches, uh, all sorts of people who retire and then decide, you know what? I'm missing it a little more than I thought I would. I want to get back in it. I don't think that is in Jay Wright's future. I'm just saying, um, you know, you can never know for sure if uh, if this is actually the end, although um, I, I know Jay believes it is, and I think that it probably is. Power Conference coach texted me 30 minutes ago, hugs, Izzo, self, Beheim. who's next? Who's next? Guess. Like, if you would have asked me that, like who will just say, you know what, I've had enough. I thought it would be Tom Izzo. Mm-hmm. You know, Tom, I can see. I, 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 can I, see mean, I, I, I wrote that. It, how about this? <laughs> After Kansas won, I wrote, I'm not predicting what happened. It would not stun me if Bill Self decided to walk away from college basketball. I had the wrong coach. I had the wrong, although anything's possible, I guess. Uh, if Popovich, hey, listen, what if Popovich, there's plenty of buzz like that. What if Popovich, you know, it's, not, it's not unthinkable. So anyway, I, who knows? Who knows? Um, 
to that point, yes, two sources reiterated, Jay Wright is not, and you've actually had, I've seen a couple, I haven't been able to keep up with the tweet machine. It's been on fire here. I've been trying to do too many things. But I did see our buddy Borzello uh, share uh, an interview he did with Wright uh, a few years back. Jay Wright's been on the record saying Villanova would be his last coaching job. I dug around on that earlier on Wednesday just to make sure and I had a source reiterate that to me. Um, he said after he did the Olympic thing, I'm going to paraphrase because I don't have the quote up exactly in front of me now, but he was basically like, he has said there is no shot. He has no desire, could not possibly coach those players for 82 games in a season. Jay Wright does not want to coach in the NBA. So keep that in mind. I also, I just want to at least address this because I've seen it. I, I, I've seen it. Um, people uh, have at mentioned me and I don't know if it was in the chat here or not. People are wondering, he's 60. Like, is, is Jay Wright okay? I mean, I can't, I'm not his doctor, but I have been given no indication that any of this decision whatsoever is, is health related. It is, it is mental and physical health related. Again, there's some burnout here. And I mentioned this anecdote on HQ, but I, when I went and saw Villanova play Providence in the middle of the season, after that game, I was talking with Jay Wright, both on and off the record um, about a number of things. And I remember walking away from that conversation thinking, I can't remember the last time Jay Wright was like that long winded and animated about that many things. Not as long winded as me. No, no, no. He's got nothing on you. Nothing on you. And so it makes more sense now. Um, that he's done this in the moment. I didn't take it to mean anything too, too, but I did. I remember thinking after we talked about what we talked about, uh, thinking like Jay Wright's got stuff to say. And man, I wish he'd say some of that stuff on the record, but I, I completely like at, if you told me now that Jay Wright knew that night that this was his last season after what, again, I, I can't, you know, some of it's off the record. I have to respect that, but I would completely believe that he had made the decision that by that point, Completely. I didn't think it in my mind, but now having this as hindsight, I do think that that is certainly possible there. And to your point before, Parrish, let's champion this decision, okay? There's nothing wrong with people if they choose to want to work into their 70s. If Jim Beheim wants to coach until he's 94 years old, more power to you. We should embrace this. If you want to have a normal lifestyle normalize retiring at 60 years old if you have the means and desire to do so. And I think that most people will do this with Jay Wright. I got to also, Parrish, as all this has been like whirlwinding around for the past few hours, I, this hasn't even sunken in for me. Like Jay Wright's not coaching at Villanova anymore. He's not going to be part of the sport in the way that he has been. It's kind of weird, actually. Like Krzyzewski, we had the farewell tour. We built up to it. I get it. The shock of Roy Williams was there, but there was always for like five or six years, there was like, Roy's going to retire one of these years. He's going to retire one of these years. And then he finally does. Jay Wright, like, man, like this is a ding. It is like the sport's going to be fine. It's going to go on, but it is a new era. Undeniably. No K, no Roy, no Wright. You ready for this? Six of the 12 most recent national championships are those men. 09 is Roy. You can go back to 05, but then the, the, the growth gets wired. 10 and 15 are K. 16 is right. 17 is Roy. 18 is right. And even in years when they didn't win the title, they also made the final four. It's it's weird, man. The only trivia time in 10 seconds or less. Okay, let's go. Only current active head coaches in the sport with multiple national titles. Who are they? Bill Self and Rick Pitino. Boom! 
that's a bingo right there. Bill Self and Rick Pitino are the only active coaches now with multiple national titles, obviously Hall of Fame coaches. And to me, it's just, I think like five, 10 years down the road, even longer, like there's going to be a lot written, podcasted, said, maybe, you know, whatever documentary forms and any kind of mediums are there in 2035 about this 2022 Final Four. The Duke Carolina angle, Kansas and whatever happens with this program and self's career from here on out, the fact that it was Villanova with Jay Wright in the final run for him, the idea that we were all sitting there watching the end of two Hall of Fame careers is is amazing to me. Um, and yes, you mentioned, I'm glad you brought this up before, Another thing, like, Jay Wright retires. I haven't really thought about this. I don't know if he's a top 10 all-time men's college basketball coach. He's in the conversation for top 15, undeniably. But the thing that he'll have, he's the coach of the 2010s. That's his decade. Multiple national championships. Villanova wins seven out of nine regular season titles in the Big East. Villanova is able to continue to legitimize the Big East, not that it needed a ton, but when the Catholic Seven broke off, there was real questions about how viable the league would be big picture going forward. And because Villanova was so great year after year, and in a strange way, it also helped people to kind of knock the Big East down. I get that. But because Villanova got over the hump, made Final Fours, it was no longer the team that was highly seeded and underperforming in the tournament. Um, Jay Wright really did reshape uh, the perception of his coaching career, of what Villanova's program is. It was it used to be, man, they won that Cinderella title in 85, Big East program. Yeah, they're good. Now it's, that's right, blue blood, baby. Blue blood. We'll see if they can keep that going, by the way. We'll see if they can keep it going. And so he has, he's the coach of the 2010s. Yes, Tony Bennett was amazing in that decade. Mike Krzyzewski won in 2010 and 2015, although I think the 2010s technically start in 2011. So he only had one. Jay Wright had two in that span there. And... You know, although there's plenty of good and healthy competition, it was his decade. And it is weird to think about him not being there. I want to share one more quick story before we get to else. What are you going to get to? Are you looking for a new basketball shoe? If so, this is Gary Parrish here to tell you that the New Balance 2-Way V4 features the groundbreaking use of fuel cell technology with fresh foam creating the ultimate combination of rebound and cushioning. Every step feels explosive and dynamic, and the upper construction features a lightweight textile that's supportive and breathable. So whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the 2-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the 2-Way at newbalance.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 2018, Villanova wins the title. Um, at that point, like when that when a team wins, there's all sorts of stuff that you got to do, and media wise, and all this all this stuff. And I can't remember why it broke down this way, but um, Jay Wright had done his post game press conference. Locker rooms were open at this point, and so there's this huge throng. I think he won the title. Maybe he won the semifinal. I think it was the title, though. Um, 
and we're in San Antonio. And so there's this huge throng, like the, the locker room entrance is here. And then it's a whole long locker room and there's another exit. And I can't remember why I was walking where I was walking, but everyone is over by the entrance to interview the players. And I'm walking this way for whatever reason. And Jay Wright steps out and it's just Jay Wright. It's just Jay Wright. He's standing there. He looks exhausted and he leans up against the wall. He douse. He's all, you know, celebratory water bottles, all that kind of stuff. And he's just sitting there and it's just me and him for about 30 seconds, maybe 20 seconds. No one realizes because he's probably 20 meters away from the throng who aren't facing him. So we're just talking and he says something along the lines of this never gets old. And it doesn't even Matt, it doesn't even feel like real to me right now. Um, but man, oh man, I'm so tired. I'm so happy, but you know, so tired. And then I go, that's, you know, it's, it's amazing. This team, I remember saying something like, Jay, this is like one of the all-time teams, which I still believe that 20, go look up that 2018 Villanova team. It hasn't been that long. They killed everybody. Amazing. I think that's one of the three or four best teams in the past 15 years in the sport. And it was funny. I go, they're going to see you any second now. He goes, I know, I know. Let's just enjoy this. And sure enough, and like, good morning, America's there. And then everyone sees him. And it's just funny to see this whole army of press. They got it. There's the coach. What are we doing? And boom, 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 boom. And so I'm standing right next to him as they all huddle around him. And it's really the only time in my career where I've really like, I, it's like, it's literally Jay right against the wall. I'm standing right next to him. And then there's this massive, massive semicircle of media, three, four, five rows deep. And you see the, all the camera lights, they all flip on. They're all bright. All the microphones are out. The notebooks are out. Everyone's out. And I'm like, man, what must it be like to just kind of go through this experience, this on a semi regular basis there. And, uh, and he held court as he always does amazingly. So and I kind of slowly but surely, I had gotten what I needed to get, and I slinked out of there to let him do it. And it was just, I remember him just being like, I'm going to enjoy the fact that for the next 27 seconds, I have quiet. I happened to be there. I didn't want to take it. You know, it was really cool. I remember that scene because it was like you and Jay alone. And then Tony Bennett ran up and pushed you out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's, that's right. There we go. Does it feel real to you that it's that he's done? I don't know. I just haven't really. What do, you, what do you mean? You're acting like, does it, does it feel real that like my. I don't know. Does this not have a certain shock value to it where it doesn't feel like it's sunk in yet? Nada, nada. Yes or no. It has, it hasn't sunk in for me yet. Honestly, it hasn't sunk in. It's wild that it happened. I didn't think we would be doing two episodes, two emergency episodes today. I'll put it that yeah. way. Like it's surprising, but like when. This isn't the type of thing I need to sink in. Oh, okay. <laughs> you're, you're just ready to... <laughs> yeah, I was just trying to watch a Mets game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I, I just wanted to come home and watch a Mets game. I didn't want to do all this other stuff. Uh, no, they, no. in all seriousness, this is the type of thing that I, I cannot believe that Jay Wright retired. It doesn't even seem real. Like, for me, that's redu That's limited to, like, I can't believe Kobe Bryant just died in a helicopter that's crash. like... Like that's, that's the one that I was like. Still, to me, I'm. I sometimes I'll catch myself. I'll be like, he is not with us, man. That is just insane yeah. to me. That's the type of thing that uh, yep. I, I need to sink in. Coaches retiring are just uh, all right. Fair you enough. Know, it's, it's it's surprising. I'm like, oh wow. And then it's like, uh, okay. You think about it. You process it. And now you just hope that he uh, he enjoys retirement in whatever uh, form uh, that presents itself. Um, obviously, if he wants to work in television, 
forget about him. Are you yeah, kidding like, me? Who, who would not hire him? Exactly. Um, so like if, if that's something he wants to do, then, then he'll be able to do it. At, I'm certain at his choice of a network. And um, beyond that, like, you know, I, I, I've gotten to know, know Joe J. J okay. Joe? Oh, yeah, really. You really have gotten to know, him, I guess. Kind of know Joe. Right? I wasn't aware of his real name is Joe. Got to know Joe, right? Fairly decently over the years. Um, you know, a, a little enough to know, like, you know, I've met his wife and been at his house and that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, you, you, you've been able to see the human side of him, right? You know, I think from a distance, if you're a college basketball fan, you, you know, you, 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 you watch him work and he's the good looking guy who coaches college basketball really, really well. But he's also like a decent man. Far as I, I never heard anything to the contrary and I've never experienced anything to the contrary. Like I, I mentioned, like going to his house and I don't, I don't mean to bring that up as like some sort of humble brag. Oh, you got an even bigger Jay Wright story. It's up to you if you want to tell it. I Did you tell it on the podcast? I think I've told, told that it. Okay. Not, I mean, not I learned about it at the final four. So, we oh can. yeah. Um, but like, you know, I I was very new to this job, if I remember correctly. I didn't know Jay well back then. And I happened to be covering a Penn State football game that weekend. And Villanova's, like, whatever their version of Midnight Madness was, was on that Friday night. And so I was staying in Philly on that Friday night and going to do Villanova's Midnight Madness and then, um, you know, drive to, to Penn State the next day for a football game. And you know, after the midnight madness thing's over, Jay's like, Hey, well, you know, a couple of people are coming over to the house, just go to the house. And so it's like Bill Raftery and me. And he just like sort of treated me like I was Bill Raftery when he didn't know me the way, first off, I'm not Bill Raftery goes without saying, but like, he didn't know me like that either. And I just remember like his staff was there. I believe Pat Chambers was, you know, was an assistant at the time. And it was just, uh, I don't know. I just remember that night fondly and, and being around him outside of a basketball arena or gym and uh, just like really enjoying um, every conversation and just the whole vibe of the place. And I've never um, I've never had anything other than great experiences uh, with Jay. The, the, the story you're mentioning is we were out in Vegas for grassroots stuff. I'll try to give the quick version. Circa uh, 2008 ish. I don't know. It was a long time it, ago. I think it predates us even knowing each other, just so we're clear. Yeah. And so we were, my wife was out. She came out with me and um, we went to dinner and I believe with Dane O'Neill. In fact, I'm certain it was with Dane O'Neill. And we weren't having dinner with Jay, but we were in the same restaurant as Jay. And it was at the Palms Hotel, I believe. And uh, as we were walking by, we, you know, you see Jay and Dana used to be his beat writer. So like they have a really close relationship and, uh, you know, so we stopped to talk to Jay. And while we're talking to Jay, somebody who works at the Palms comes over, like, you know, in a suit, that type of person. And happened to be, if I remember correctly, a Villanova graduate who's now, like, you know, one of the higher ups at the Palms. And they got the Playboy Club there. And this is when the Palms was hot and Playboy Club was hot. I'm not suggesting that it's not anymore. I just remember it was then. And guy's like, hey, Coach Wright, big fan. I'm a Villanova grad. You know, we got the Playboy Club upstairs. I'd really for love for you to come up and see it. And Jay's like, ah, that's really nice. But, you know, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that tonight. You know, I don't know. I appreciate the invitation, though. He's like, oh, coach, it'd mean a lot if you came up. And it became very clear two things. Jay didn't really want to do this, but he also didn't want to not do it because this yeah. guy was asking him to. And he was a Villanova grad. So he was like sort of on the low, like, do you guys want to go to this 
uh, Playboy Club. And uh, like, yeah, listen, if you if you got to go, we will go. And so let's make that happen. And this is when I was uh, in a I was going through a flip flop stage in my life. Yeah, and, you were. That, that stage only ended, I think, last December. It, it, it ended about the time Yeezys became a real thing. <laughs> I went straight from flip flops to Yeezys. And uh, so it's like, all right, let's go. Let's walk upstairs. So it's me and my wife, Dana, Jay Wright, maybe some other person, but maybe not. And like, we're going to the club. And I get upstairs and it's like, yeah, you got flip-flops on. You can't come into the club in flip-flops, nerd. And I'm like, all right, that makes sense. Um, I guess I'll go get some shoes. And so we were staying on the other end of Las Vegas. I don't remember where, but it was like, you know, you got to get in a cab. It wasn't just walkable. And uh, I said, all right, I guess I'll go get some shoes and come back. I said, like, Kelly, you want to go with me? And she's like, yeah. And, and Jay's like, just stay here. It's fine. You didn't, you, you, Gary, you just meet us back here when you get back here. I said, all right. So I turned around. So they went into the club. I turned around, went downstairs to get into a cab. And as I was taking my cab ride um, from the Palms back to my hotel, I was like, I just left my wife with Jay Wright at the club. Yeah, you did. This is probably over for me. You know, Jay Wright, Jay Wright and Joe Wright. It was just trouble. This is probably it for me. Like, what, what kind of idiot leaves his wife with Jay Wright? Not to imply that Jay Wright would do anything inappropriate, but like, he's tall, great looking, incredibly successful. Like, he's everything I'm not. You know, right. I just left my wife with somebody who's everything that I'm not. And uh, so I went and got my shoes. Cert <laughs> certain that by the time I got back, my wife would realize there's more out there. You know, yeah. there's there's more, you know, that she could do. There's just more out there's there. There's more of them than there are of you. That's the problem. That's what I thought she would realize for sure. There's more and, of them than there are of you. And so I, I was like, you know, I went and got my shoes and I was like, well, that's, you know, this is it. I, I, I made a cardinal sin. I let my wife be around Jay Wright and she's going to see how nice he is and smart he is and successful and all that stuff. And then she's going to look at me and be like, why am I with you when there are people like Jay Wright in this world? I was wrong. So I was going through that over and over again. And turns out I just got to the club and we just had a good time. Nothing crazy. It wasn't like, and then we did shots off the, off the waitresses. Nothing. It was just, we sit there, we had a few drinks and it was a good time. My point is this. Um, my wife <laughs> at the time had no context for who Jay Wright was. Yeah. But every time. Which makes and, it great. Yeah. Like she doesn't know. Any, you know but, you know, randomly throughout every season over the past however many years, be, she'll walk by the TV and a game will be on and she'll be like, oh, there's Jay. He's such a nice guy. Oh, that's Jay. How's his team this season? I'm like, they're good. They're always good. They're really good. And uh, even this past year, when he made the final four, like the one comment my wife had on the whole deal wasn't like, isn't it cool? Mike Krzyzewski's in the final four in his final year. Or, oh, you looking forward to this Duke, North Carolina thing? She was like, uh, I'm glad Jay's back in the final four. He deserves that. So, so I don't know. I like him. And I think everybody does. And uh, the sport is, uh, yes, like you said, it'll be fine. But mm -hmm. uh but like he was supposed to be the face and voice of this sport for maybe the next decade. And now yeah, somebody, somebody else is going to have to fill that void. We are going to have to, uh, we got to re-ask the kind of coaches question, Shire Hubert. We got to re-ask that this year. We got to ask this question again. Jay writes, who's going to be the face and voice of the sport. Tony, Tony was number two. Who was number two? Is is that uh, Tom Izzo was number two at 20%. Tony was in there. I just don't know where. But to circle back to what we were talking about earlier, if, if you would have said, Hall of Fame coach that just abruptly retires because he's just tired of it. Yeah, I would have probably said Tom Izzo. 
Because like, <laughs> as I'm sure you know, like all of these changes in college basketball. I can just see Tom Izzo, like I can see Tom Izzo going for 10 more years, but I can him also see him one day being like, that's it. Yeah, that's, that's, yes, I can see that. Like, like, yeah, if, that. like if Max Christie entered the transfer portal, <laughs> hey, he just, be I, like, I need a GP. I was right. He'd just be like, yeah, you know you what? Say it. You know what? I've had enough. This is outrageous. There was reporting that, you know, at least part of this thing that pushed Roy over the edge was Walker Kessler going into the transfer portal. I know. And he's like, but, you know what? I've had enough of this. But you know what? Roy's got to be sitting at home being like, I was wrong. Because <laughs> Walker Kessler did himself well there. That's part of it as well. Um, the story, I, our, our news are up there, uh, that detail. Like, it is a combination of, it's not that, Jay Wright's not anti-transfer portal. He's not anti-NIL. It's all of this stuff and what it means to be an elite-level power conference coach in 2022. Everything that comes with it can wear on you. Yeah. You've been doing it. Jay Wright's been doing this, been a head coach for well over two decades, 21 alone at Villanova and Hofstra before that. That's also a, a major factor with all this. couple things for you before we get out of here. Um one, uh, Kay and, and Wright retire within a few weeks of each other in very different ways. Um, they do have somewhat similar trajectories, somewhat. You know, Jay Wright has spoken about how both at Hofstra and then early days at Villanova, like, didn't think he was going to last. Same thing with Kay, first three years at Duke. Thought he was going to get fired. AD wouldn't fire him. Then it all changes, and then look what happens to Jay Wright which is a lesson to be learned. It won't be learned, but it is a lesson to be learned for athletic directors at power conference schools. You hire a guy, it doesn't go right in year one, maybe not year two, maybe not even year three. Doesn't mean you got the right guy, but you might not have gotten the wrong guy. Jay Wright, when he started, was fifth, tied for third, and 11th at Villanova. Never won more than 20 games. In his fourth season, he got to 24 and eight took him to the Sweet 16, and that commenced a run where he went Sweet 16, Elite Eight, first round, Sweet 16, Final Four, second round, first round, and then we got into that cycle where Villanova was good enough to get to the tournament but wasn't breaking through, and then that promptly got obliterated with Chris Jenkins' shot, which takes me to my next point. Jay Wright has the greatest coaching non-celebration in history of American sports. Terrific. I've watched it like five times tonight. It's just, it's just amazing. I don't even need to, we're not going to queue it up here on the pod feed or anything like that uh, on the, on the video on YouTube. Uh, but you can already see it in your mind. It's just an all, and ask, and my favorite, you know, what my favorite part is, I bet you know my favorite part of that. that. My favorite it's, part's. What is it? Bang. No, my favorite part is Tracy Wolfson behind as the camera. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Tracy. I see that. I saw her tonight. Yes, she's yes. great. She's got this amazing reaction. It's just diametrically opposing reactions. It's very, very cool. Question for you. Should we have seen this coming when Jay Wright continuously and repeatedly said, I'm not going back to suits? Was his refusal to be the sartorial champion in all of college sports, was that were we blind to it, Parrish? Should we have seen this coming? Did the media collectively fail the American public by not putting two and two together? Perhaps it was uh, the first step towards retirement. Like, I 
don't want to wear suits anymore. So I'm not going to. And then it's like, like am forever. I being unreasonable? I maybe there's a little bit of that. Maybe a little. I I I, I think we're stretching, but All let's right. let's let's have fun with it and stretch forever. Um, part of being a college basketball coach, part of the job was putting on a nice suit to work, and then this dumb pandemic, dumbest one of my lifetime, comes along and it becomes normalized to not wear suits. And then he just decides, you know what? I got used to not having to put a suit on. And I kind of like it. I'm not going to do it anymore. And that's one step into retirement. How many people retire and suddenly they've been putting on suits their whole life and they never have to put on a suit again? Jay Wright was in a profession where he got to take the suit off but still work. And he said, you know what? I'm enjoying not putting that suit on so much. How much more would I enjoy not doing the rest of this stuff? Let's find out. I'm retired. Ah, maybe there's something to it. Maybe. I think maybe Jay Wright. And, and, and one thing, because you touched on this, I, I think, because this can get twisted around. Um, I don't want to speak for Jay or Tom or anybody else, but there are a lot of coaches who will tell you this privately. They don't touch it publicly too often, but privately they'll tell you, I'm glad players are making money. They deserve it. Yeah. Uh, I think Jay was even quoted at one point this season saying it got a little uncomfortable for me. I hope it was him that said this. It, it, it got a little uncomfortable for me making so much money while the players were not. And so what these coaches will tell you, some of them, is I'm glad players are making money. They deserve it. It's about time. And I'm glad players can transfer without sitting out. They deserve it. It's what's fair. But boy, it makes things chaotic. And it is hard to deal with, and there's a lot going on all the time. Both of those things can be true. I'm glad the student athletes are allowed to do these things, but it has made my job a pain in the ass, and I don't enjoy doing it anymore. Same thing with social media. Um, I'm, I'm glad that it exists because it you know, gives me a way to communicate with people, gives other people a way to communicate with people. But, And I don't think Jay was really susceptible uh, to this too, too much. Because he's Jay Wright. Like, if you're complaining about Jay Wright, what do you what is, is something's wrong with you? But like, I do know coaches who have been worn out by social media. Um, there was a coach a few years ago who might have been Steve Prohm. So you know how that ended. But like, who took Facebook off of his phone? Like, acknowledged? Like, took the app yeah, off his phone? I think you're right. On I that. believe that's true. Um, I know that the social media stuff like wore out Mark Turgeon's family. I'm sure Chris Mack saw all of the stuff because he's, you know, active on Twitter. Like all of these things are everybody, some people, not everybody, some people, they're cool with them. Like, hey, social media is cool and name, image, and likeness is awesome and transfer waivers are terrific. But it makes my job not nearly as fun as I remember it being. And I don't want to do this anymore. I don't think it's a coincidence that you lose K, Roy, J, the Maryland coach and the Louisville coach just quit in the middle of the season. I don't think all that stuff is a coincidence. I think you'll see more of this going forward where men will reach the point where they say, I've made enough money. This isn't fun anymore. I'm just going to not do it anymore. About middle of the pandemic, middle of the pandemic, over the course of a couple months, I had a couple of agents and a number of head coaches 
one of whom texted me tonight to remind me of this, basically say, you're going to see guys who have been accomplished. Like they basically said, this pandemic is actually going to change the course of the sport. Just watch guys who are accomplished and have made their money. Like the pandemic has changed everything. And then you throw in NIL, transfer portal, recruiting, all that stuff, right? You're going to see guys retire early. It's it's actually probably will the the, the Mike Shashevskis and Jim Laranegas, Jim Beheims that opt to coach seventy or older. They will be the exceptions. Maybe there will be the occasional guy that does this, but the money's getting too big. The job is too much. And if you have endured decade after decade, twenty five plus seasons uh, as a head coach and assistant or whatever, you will see guys do this. And writes the next example not unthinkable that we get another one before the next college basketball season starts. It's frankly why, like, there was plenty of noise around, like, Jim Laranega might retire. Now, that hasn't happened. He made an Elite Eight, signed a new deal and all that. But coaches like that, there has been rumblings behind the scenes on some of these guys. So, on that level, I'm not all that surprised. Question. I know we're going to get out of here real quick. We'll get, we'll get, what are the, what's the Mets score? You got the game on? What do we got? Killed. Down 5-2, top nine. All right, there we go. Eh, well, that's not getting killed. They're just you know, probably going to lose. What can you do? They, 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 they're, they're not coming back. <laughs> okay. That's not the type of thing they do. Um, Villanova going forward without Jay Wright. Does it mean fascinating offseason for the Big East? Thad Mata is going back to Butler. Sean Miller is going back to Xavier. Who's the third? I'm forgetting. My brain's a scramble. Who's the third one? Mata. Mata to Butler. Uh, Miller to Xavier. And someone help me in the live chat. Who is it? There's a third one. Mata Miller. Paul's good. Yukon's good. Golden Gate Mike is still at St. John's. Yes. You all forgot about Ed Cooley? Ed Cooley's still there. I thought there was a third. Shaheen Holloway. Thank you. There you go. Seton Hall. Seton Hall. So fascinating time. Shaheen Holloway uh, is back. And then you and Jay Wright's leaving. And you got Kyle Neptune uh, coming in. Um, a lot of black coaches in the Big East now, too. Um, does Villain- <laughs> it's said, true. That will like be a point of emphasis and pride in the conference, Parrish. <laughs> I know. You said it like you were disgusted by it. Not even close. The Big East is actually setting the example for like the rest of the sport there, which has actually been a point of emphasis among the Geese assistants there as well. Because Kyle Neptune comes in, um, Shaheen Holloway uh, comes in as well. You got Golden Gate Mike, you got Ed Cooley, you got uh, Patrick Ewing, on and on. All right, question is this mm-hmm. Is Villanova in the next five years, not saying it's going to be every year, but will Villanova continue to be the team in the Big East, or are we more likely to have? You've got the situation where Villanova's now it's eh, it's one, it's fourth, it's sixth, it's second. And the Big East now really has more of a conglomeration as opposed to the monopoly that Villanova had been operating under for most of the past decade. I do not think Villanova will dominate the conference over the next nine years the way that it's dominated the conference over the previous nine years. I think Kyle will be good. He's got a really like great reputation. He Wonderful. did a tremendous job at Fordham this year. Sort of funny. <laughs> we were a bit of an inside joke but we were on set uh earlier this season and i think we were doing an a10 tip-off show or something and brent stover was hosting and brent was like and you know cal neptune at fordham what can you say 
he's done one of the best jobs in college basketball this season. And I, and we went to break and I was like, listen, he like that, that that's a, he's done a good job relative to Fordham, but like, he's not going to be a top five candidate for national coach of the year or 10 or even 20 type thing. And so we started joking, like Stover, just read the prompter. Like stop, stop, stop trying, stop trying to give away coach of the year awards to Kyle Neptune. Just stay in the prompter. And so you can, you can imagine the text message I got from Stove earlier tonight. He's like, I tried to tell you Kyle Neptune was one of the greatest coaches in the sport. He's now the head coach at Villanova. And that is official by the way. Now. Um, yeah, I, I think he'll do well. Um, but I mean, maybe I just put it this way. I'm not sure Jay Wright would have dominated the Big East over the next nine years the way he dominated it over the. No, maybe, I'm not even saying on that level. But will Villanova five years from now still be the best program in the conference? Yes or no? Mm, I think it's possible. Oh, I actually, it's, think it's definitely possible. It's possible, but it's, he's got a lot. But, of well, uh, yeah. Well, how about this? I just take the field. I, you got to take the field because UConn can still come back with Hurley. Sean Miller at Xavier could be a monster. Thad Mata has the best winning percentage of any coach in the league at this point. Golden Gate Mike speaks for himself. And Ed Cooley's coming off a spot where he's got Providence operating a higher level than ever. Big East about to get really, really interesting. But I actually think that Kyle will be capable of, if we look up in 2027, capable that Villanova will scan it and say, you know what? This is still the best, this is still the best program in the league. Could, I would think. Sir, yeah, I, I wouldn't rule it out. But if you told me... Building over the field, I take the field just because I think there's a lot of good programs and a lot of really good coaches in that league now. Um, but, but you know, Kyle takes over at a time where, you know, there's no uh, – there's some guys taking over and they're having to deal with NCAA sanctions and, mm. you know, NCAA clouds and uh, depleted rosters and it's a total rebuild. Like, we'll, we'll see who comes back and, you know, if the commitments actually hold true. But Kyle's taking this thing over um, at, at a pretty good time. Jay's handing it to him in a pretty good spot. And I would imagine to whatever degree he can, Jay will try to help him hold this thing, this roster and the commitments together. Um, you know, because if you're Jay and you turn in this program, you've, you've got real sweat equity in and in the program that you care about deeply and you're handing it over to one of your guys, which he is, you want him to succeed for all the obvious reasons. And uh, you know, Jay is retired. But I bet you um, he, he will help, at least initially, as best he can, in whatever way he can, uh, to, to, to make sure that Kyle enters year one at Villanova um, with a roster good enough to, to compete at the top of the league. Last thing from me, here are the players that have been drafted into the NBA under Jay Wright at Villanova in chronological order. Kyle Lowry, done well for himself. Uh, Randy Foy, 11 years in the league. Dante Cunningham played 10 years in the league. Darren Hilliard didn't connect. Josh Hart has certainly done well for himself. It really ramps up here in the past half decade. Josh Hart, how's Jalen Brunson working out for you? Hell yeah. That was like the most obvious first-round pick ever, and he dropped to the second round. Don't know what people are doing. Omari Spellman, Dante DiVincenzo, who had one of the better, like, out of nowhere title game performances that vaulted him into being hello the 17th pick in the 2018 draft that 2018 draft talk about how great that Villanova team was Brunson Spellman DiVincenzo and national um, defensive player of the year finalist in the NBA Mikhail Bridges all in 2018 Eric Paschal went in 19 Sadiq Bay went last year or two years ago and then Jeremiah Robinson Earl here um, a lot of those dudes 
have stuck in the NBA because they are really good players with amazing work ethic. But uh, most of them, if not all of them, would tell you uh, I am where I am because I chose to go to Villanova and I played inside that culture. I get it. Culture is a, is is definitely a cliche. I'm just telling you, someone who covers the sport, I think Parrish would agree what right built there and just like the everything that goes into having such a well-oiled machine and all the work and intention and respect to people and the game, all of that uh, takes a ton. Villanova has been operating in a way that not many other schools have been. And so with that, Jay Wright says, see at 60. I love it. I can't wait to see what he does around the game for the next decade. He'll, uh, he'll have a TV job if he wants it. And uh, and uh, his presence will still be felt, but it will certainly be missed as he's no longer on the sideline. You think we're done here in less than an hour? Oh, we're done. I'm good. I'm tapped. I feel, feel like we're done. I feel like we're done. I feel like thank, we you to, thank you to everyone who popped in on a Wednesday. I think we got a decent live enough live number there. Thank you to Nana for working another. Dude, the, one last time we had this. Big day. I mean, K retiring news last summer was huge, but like we had Sheepway coming back. It was a big, big news day. Big day, dead leg. I don't want to make promises that can't be kept necessarily. We might be good until next week. Yeah, I think the current plan, you don't mind. I think the current plan is to reconvene on Monday morning. As long as every all all relevant coaches stay employed till then. All right? So there are there are coaches who Please there are coaches who listen and watch this podcast. Believe it or not. And I would just implore all of you. Please stay employed at least till Monday. I'm trying to relax a little bit. Just trying to relax a little bit. Shouts to Devin Downey. Shouts to Chester, South Carolina. Shouts to Scott Drew's dog hook. Shouts to Larnell. Thank you guys for listening. I'm College Basketball Podcast. Dumbest pandemic of my lifetime. If you're not subscribed, go subscribe anywhere you subscribe to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts. Five stars. Nice review. There's more of us than there are of them. You think Jay Wright's one of us? But there's more of them than there are of you. He's one of us now. (laughs) I think Jay Wright's one of us. I think Jay Wright's one of us. Yes, yes. If you had to bet, you would bet. You would bet. You'd bet Jay Wright. I'll try and see if I can get an on-record response in the coming months from Jay Wright about that. Text Jay Wright. Text Jay Wright now. Congratulate him on his retirement. And say, hey, one question. What is your, now that you're done coaching, what is your official position on premarital sex? What do you think Jay Wright's position is on premarital sex? I think he's for it. I cannot ask this man this question. I'd be shocked if he's not for it. There's a lot of head coaches I would feel comfortable at. I cannot, in good conscience, text Jay Wright and ask that question. Now, what's going to happen is the coaches that listen to this, they're going to text me and be like, have you texted Jay and asked him yet? You got to. Before Monday, before Monday, you got to text Jay, ask him to stand on premarital sex, and then um, and then we'll open Monday's show with that. Let's see if I can make it happen. We'll talk to you again Monday morning. Till then. Take care.